Friends, a podcast and book club format. This week we have the 1998 movie that puts the cult in faculty. We watched The Faculty. Starting off, my name's Kyle. I'm Chris. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. And I'm Jarvis. And the way this podcast generally works is we are going to do a little bit of uh, a little bit of history. We're going to talk a little bit about the plot and actually a lot about the plot. And then we're going to talk more about the cinematography, sound effects, and we're going to give you our spoopy meter. Uh, did you guys like my opening? I, I, I thought it. it was very clever. I didn't yeah. realize that cult was in the word faculty. Hey, we did it. Spelling. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, uh, we never had a faculty because we didn't go to school. <laughs> Dan, do you happen to have the history of this film? You. So Faculty is 1998 horror movie directed by Robert Rodriguez. And Robert Rodriguez is pretty, pretty well known. You may know him from movies such as From Dusk Till Dawn, Sin mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know where I'm going to end it. Spy Kids. Hell yeah. Dude, my kids love, I think, more of Robert Rodriguez's movies than I love of his movies. No, it, like it's crazy. So he did Spy Kids. And actually, like you'll see, he keeps some of the same, some of the same cast. Uh, who is it? Robert Patrick. Is Dang. that T one thousand? Yes. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Robert Patrick is in is in Spy Kids. Um, he Danny did he Trejo. did a lot of Danny, of course. Yep, Danny Trejo because he's also done Machete. Um, machete. He, he's Machete. And besides, like his early popular movies, obviously like the Spy Kids trilogy, and I think they've done even more than that. Like he's done some recent Netflix work. Um, I think. Yeah, uh, we can be heroes, which I'm fairly confident. I've watched like 40 times, but I might have retained about 40 seconds because it's just like that's what the kids wanted, and I'm just scrolling on a phone. But he he has like a really interesting mix between like horror, like badass action, and then like Netflix, like less than PG. What is it? Oh, G. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the, like the, less than PG, right? Yeah, not not the the P part. Yeah. He's just a cool dad who's trying to be cool, but also be a good dad. I respect it. Yeah, I thought it was, I found out like that this was one of the movies he did not write. Because most of the movies he directs, he does write. This was written by Kevin Williamson, who also wrote some of my my other favorite movies from this time period. He wrote Scream. He wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer. And you could see the similarities between all those movies. I was going to say he wrote three of the same movies. That's cool. Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> they all have the archetypes of the certain characters and people coming to kill them. And they're different movies, all right? They're different hey. movies. <laughs> hey, what do we always say, guys? It was the 90s. It was, it was the 90s. 90s. All right, so the screenplay, as uh, Mike pointed out, and stole my fucking job, you piece of shit. <laughs> Kevin Williamson wrote Scream. I know what he did last summer, but bet you didn't know. He also created Dawson's Creek. Oh, shit. No, he fucking didn't. I don't <laughs> was saving that tidbit for Dan. <laughs> you know, what's funny is like I, 
Like in the opening scene, I was like, I feel like I'm watching Seventh Heaven from Hell, but I wasn't. But I was close. Dawson's Creek from Hell. Please stop singing. <laughs> I was trying to give Jarvis some background music. I, loved it. I enjoyed it. I mean, he got quiet, and then as Jarvis started talking again, he just faintly heard it. I felt like I was going up an elevator. It's kind of beautiful. It's serene. Well, to go along with what Mike was saying, uh, yeah, usually Robert Rodriguez does write all the things that he directs, or a lot of the things that he directs. But uh, as he said, Kevin Williamson wrote this, and actually Kevin Williamson was going to be the director for this, but he decided to that he was going to go direct one of his pet projects at the time, so this was passed off to Robert Rodriguez. Other 1998 horror movies that we could have watched were The Ring, uh, the original Ring, and have you guys ever seen the poster for the ring? It's it's just an eyeball kind of looking down. It's like it's almost like she's looking that she just stepped in a big pile of dog poop and it's like, oh god, not down there. Like <laughs> so other 98 horror movies are Urban Legend and Halloween H2O. I love Urban Legend. I, holy Same. shit, I forgot all about that movie. What a great movie. Like, I mean, a terrible movie, but what a great movie. No, it was like a good movie. I, I haven't seen it in 20 years, but I remember it being a good movie. I am still scarred from the scene where they're flashing the high beams at them, and then he flashes back, and then they chase him down and kill him. Like, no, I'm a, still a, scarred by that. It's a gang that. initiation. Happens all the time. Yeah, all the time. That does happen. That is a real thing. Yeah. So the budget for this movie is about $15 million, and the box office for it was about $63.2 million. The filming locations for this, all in Texas, but different cities. It was filmed in Austin, San Marcos, Dallas, and Lockhart. The runtime for this is 104 minutes, so not a terribly long movie. This movie has so many fucking taglines, let me tell you. Uh, so, how <laughs> many taglines are there, Dan? Eleven! <laughs> no, no f- fucking for real? Yes! <laughs> what the fuck? Right, well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get comfy in my seat for a minute. We don't need to hear all 11 taglines. Now, I, I'm going to go grab Mike, a coffee. Mike, we, we always hear all of the taglines. All right, here we go. I, you know what? I only had eight of them written down in all seriousness because I was going to cut some of them out, but I'm just going to read them all. So I'm going to go through them real quick, and then you guys can give me your thoughts on them. Six students are about to find out their teachers really are from another planet. That's a description. That's not a tagline. Yeah, like, nope. nope. How, about, how about this one? Meet the alien generation. What the fuck? Ooh. Not great either. How about this one? The new science fiction thriller from the director of Desperado and from Dusk Till Dawn from the writer of Scream and Scream 2. These are not taglines. Don't like that. Okay, how about on December 25th? School's out forever. That's an ad. That can also also be a tagline, though. If it has the release date in the title of in the tagline, it's not a tagline. I feel like I need the letters on my screen while I'm reading these. Like, we're going to rock your world. On December 25th, school's out forever. Take me to your teacher. That's the next one. I like that one. Teacher. (laughs) I I like that one. I, I know why you like that one. 
I mean, take me to your teacher. That's a tagline. It's not coming December 25th at your local theater at the end of the Cineplex. I mean, that's, take me to your teacher. I mean, that's not Josh what Hartnett. he said. Take the left at the Walmart. Don't forget to take that left at the Walmart. And that's our tagline. Yeah, no, that's the fun play on words. I like it. Take me to your d- teacher. Easily the running lead. All right, next. You will not be disrespectful this school year. Oh, wait, hang on. No, I read that all wrong. Hang on. It's got to be. You will oh, and you have not. to read it like a tagline. You will not be disrespectful this school year. That's better. That's because worse. That's, that's a line from Borg. <laughs> no, that Easily. was better. All right, here's a long one. The students at Harrington High always suspected their teachers were from another planet, and they were right. That's like the beginning to an R.L. Stein book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, well, how about this less wordy one? The students at Harrington High will not only question authority, they'll have to destroy it. That doesn't seem less wordy. <laughs> it's, it's literally less word. Like one word. <laughs> as soon as you said this one's less wordy, I knew it was coming. More words. Yeah, but what if your teachers really were from another planet? <laughs> I can't with these. <laughs> Now we're now we're just asking you guys questions. No, I, what I if got... your teachers were aliens? That's what this movie's about. Come see it if you have any interest. I've I've got one. Teachers, they'll get under your skin. I don't know. Is that is that Ooh, good? That's good. good. That, that was really good. good. All right. Anyone else? Anyone got one? Nah. How about this one? The faculty. We made even Famke Johnsons. Oh, fuck. No, let me do it again. We, no, no, do it again. Do it again. We no, 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 even no, no, no. completely butchered uh, her name. Fucking, how do you say it? Famka? I believe it's Femke. It's Famiki Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much, man. This is stupid right, as right, shit. I'm going again. I'm going again. I'm good. This summer, even Famka Jensen looks fucking disgusting in the faculty. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna dis. I'm gonna disagree close, with you close, on that. Close enough. <laughs> Just Did because- anyone see her hair? Oh, and the glasses! Oh my god! No, they that can stay. It. They could stay. Well, yeah, no, they they did like that thing, like that the not another teen movie thing where she yeah, takes the all, glasses off uh-huh, and she's uh-huh. hot now. Mm-hmm. She's got glasses and a ponytail. Ew, gross. Mmm, <laughs> yuck! You'll <laughs> never be popular. <laughs> <laughs> no students want to gonna want to have sex with you. <laughs> Until we put worms in her ear, and then everyone wanted to fuck her. And that was the real story in this movie. That's can we all just agree? Yeah, that was a really good uh, tagline. It's it's three quarters of the poster, but I think we can do it. That whole thing. Yeah, thank you. It was at least three quarters of the correct pronunciation, so I I give it to you. What if you just What if you just put all these together? Hang on, hang on. What if we just say all the taglines? Nope. Oh, nope. God. We've spent enough time on this. <laughs> all right. All right, right, right the faculty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got two more. Here's, here's the last two. Think your teachers are aliens? You could be right. Next. Mm. <laughs> and you thought your teachers were weird. All right. Yeah. It, no, it. Kyle's right on the nose, man. Kyle's got it. it. Kyle got it, it. It comes off as fucking goosebumps. Kyle's was the best one. 
Yeah, no, yeah. Kyle, you've been promoted to the tagline writer. Thank you. Uh, I gladly accept this award, and I quit. <laughs> <laughs> he saw he saw his first paycheck from Dan and realized this is definitely not worth it. Now you have to give a tagline to your experience being a tagline writer. <laughs> oh my god, we're never going to get to the movie. <laughs> That's the All tagline right. right there. Death clock. Our death clock for this week. We do our death clock. It's pretty self-explanatory. I don't need to explain it. Uh, the first death happens at 32 minutes and 52 seconds. Now, I will say that is not when she goes into the shower. That is when they find her body in there because she doesn't actually die on screen. But more importantly, <laughs> the nude clock. Because at exactly one hour, 29 minutes and 20 seconds, we get Mary Beth Pool Booty. That's right. Undressed Pool Booty. And and then some booties and stuff later. But that, was good. that was good pool booty. It was. It was very enjoyable. Just like this movie was very enjoyable. That just added to it. Well, with that, let's pass it over to Mike so we can get going with this plot. Okay, so the faculty. The movie starts off with a offspring song. The kids aren't all right. The song still slaps to this day. The kids are all right. Aren't Absolutely all right. Slaps. Aren't all right. No, it's the kids are all right. The kids are all right. You are incorrect, sir. Anyway. Uh, next, we cut to a high school football practice. With the coach yelling at the players. And after the practice, an unknown person approaches the coach as he's by the water jugs. Hey, Mike, you were right about the title of the song. Yep, looked it up. (laughs) Damn it, I was already in the process of sending a (laughs) screenshot into the chat. (laughs) And Dan, you aren't right. Leave me alone. Got him. Got him. Dude, coaches from 90s movies, am I right? Like, just really, truly inspirational to all of America's youth as they throw the water jugs at them and say that they're all pieces of shit. They they disgust (laughs) them. I mean, you mostly threw me off when you said the, am I right? And I'm like, he didn't say anything else. He just said coaches in the 90s. What what is he right about? I mean, everybody knows. It's called contextualism. That's okay. The louder you yell, the better a coach you are. The more you berate your players, the better of a coach you are. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like people like this um, exist. Like, they, they actually do exist. Like, the yelling because of sports thing. And I don't get it. None of it means anything to me. So, like, when people are like, oh, I'm so mad because of sport. I don't, I don't get it. Fucking shut up, nerd. Go sports. <laughs> <laughs> they should have thrown the ball. To the thing. Maybe a puck. And got the points. Maybe a puck. Ah, puck it. So now we cut to a faculty meeting about how there is no money for the teachers or any of the programs or trips they want to try to run. But the football program is going to get all the money it needs for new uniforms, new equipment, and this upsets the other teachers. Dude, poor Miss Frizzle's budget got slashed to ribbons. They really did. She couldn't take those kids on a field trip. Because, you know, nobody cares about science. They all care about foosball. So after the meeting, Mrs. Drake, who's the principal, re-enters the building because she forgot her keys. She runs into the coach we saw earlier, and they have a confrontation 
she thinks he's drunk and he's kind of like harassing her a little bit and he stabs her with a pencil through the hand she tries to run away she gets to the doors but they're chained she's able to get out and escape and chain the door behind her and here she runs into another teacher that we saw at the meeting earlier mrs olsen and mrs olsen stabs her my favorite part of that whole sequence was where he's blowing the whistle as he runs at her. Like I was just burst. I know it wasn't supposed to be funny. Bob's bursting out laughing. Cause like he's just blowing the whistle running at her at full speed. He looks like a five-year-old would with a whistle. Did you laugh at that? I did. <laughs> I thought it was very funny. No, uh, dude, like God, that, that just goes to show you like the different personalities that horror brings out because I thought legitimately that was one of the scarier parts. I, I don't know if this is like life experience, but like a, a guy with a buzz cut running at me with a whistle. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Oh, to I got to get out of here. To be fair, you are a military service member. Thank you for your service. Thank you so much oh, for your service. Thank you, for your service. Thank you. Thank you for your service. I don't so know what any of you are talking about. You are used to men with buzz cuts probably yelling and whistling at you. I don't know. I've never served. Thank you for your service, though. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much for your service. service. Also, have Thank you, you for your seen, service. You've seen Jarvis walk down the street and whistle at him all the time. Uh, that's true. But in, in all seriousness, this sequence was amazing. It had very much like scream feels to it. It had, had all those 90s, um, 80s slasher feels to it. it. It was great. Great sequence. It was quick action and it, and like the motives were not explained yet, which made it all the, all, all that more interesting because we were confused as an audience why this is happening so suddenly. Uh, so the next scene is the next day at the school. We see all the students entering the school and we are introduced to all the main characters of the movie. So the next day we're, is the scene at the school. We see all the students entering the school and we're introduced to all of our main characters of the movie. Uh, they're clearly all stereotypes and archetypes of different character personalities. We have Stan, the jock. We have Delilah, who's the overachiever. Casey's the nerd. Stokely is the outcast. Zeke is the slacker, kind of burnout guy. And we have our new girl, Mary Beth. The who has Southern a Bell. Pretty awful Southern <laughs> accent, but I kind of liked it at the same time. It was very bad. Almost as bad as some people's attempted other regional accents. They're uh, not as easy. What you as talking them. about? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Gabagool. How nineties was that entire high school montage? Oh my goodness! It was like it was a poster child for like an underfunded school district with a bunch of very angsty teens. It was it was so ridiculous. It's so angsty. Like the room started spinning. I, all I see was like a Walkman like floating towards me and like got milk signs on the wall. <laughs> My denim jacket. It, it all got weird quick. Just those like little uh, half pints of chocolate milk just flying at your face. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cardboard pizza, the chicken patties. No, the, the entire movie. I mean, from this point forward, it's so painfully rooted in those 90s high school cliches. Don't say so, painfully. I love 90s high oh. school cliches. <laughs> painfully <laughs> one of my favorite things i already told most of you guys on here but one of my favorite things is that I, and i wouldn't bring him up anyway but danny masterson is in this and i i find it so funny that if you look into credits his name is fuck up number one 
It's just very apt. He's kind of a fuck up. It's yeah, kinda. He he's kind of yeah, kind of kind of sure. Yeah, we can go with kind of just kind of yeah, <laughs> kind of a hundred percent. Yeah. What happened to that guy? What happened uh, to him? He fucked up number one. He f- no, he, he went he fucked. went off and hide. Get it? Huh? Because that's Ooh. his character. It's okay, okay. So we find fuck up number one and his partner <laughs> fuck up number two in the bathroom. Where Zeke is selling them drugs and fake IDs. He's selling them his homemade custom drug called Scat. Nice. Now what is Scat? You may do, ask. Do we need to do we need to make a joke about this? It is poop. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna guess Mike already is. No, oh, I don't have a joke for it. Uh well uh-huh. I mean he, Scat so is guy, hold cat. on. So the the guy handing out the scat, what would you consider him? Would you consider him the scat man? The scat man. Scat from the skata, which is Greek, I think still just means poop. But from the skata mountains. Yes. I just thought, like, what bullshit is he about this spew? Oh, no, okay. Bolskata. Bolskata. Apologies. We are cultured right now. Now we have a quick scene in the faculty lounge where we see more of the staff. We see the science teacher. We see the nurse. And they're discussing the fact that Principal Drake has been missing. In the hallway, we find Stan, where he tells Delilah that he's quitting the football team for good. And he wants to be more of an academic and get to college on his own. She tells him that it's a stupid idea. And she shoots all his ideas down. And that he's not good at anything else besides football, and he should stick with it. These kind of movies drive me a little bit crazy, just for the fact that kids are not this mean. Like, kids just in general are not this mean. I mean, we opened... Are you kidding me? We opened the (laughs) high school with... I mean, maybe your high school Someone had a good high school experience. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I just mean, kids in general are the biggest shitbags out there, and they're very mean. Kids are kids are not this mean to the point where they are literally picking there's seven kids picking up Elijah Wood and ramming his groin into the flagpole that's movie mean yeah that's that's what he said that's what I said I said that but there's also I would say kids in general are very mean I think Mike's just trying to defend what he did in high what? school. No. And I think I think Mike's just um, triggered that, right now. <laughs> that kid was asking for it. He was standing there <laughs> minding his own business being weird. <laughs> Can't have that. Hey, guys. I do have a question. Do you think Elijah Wood still eats lunch alone on a set of bleachers? <laughs> Probably, because he's a nerd who was in Lord of the Rings, and that's garbage. Shut too. your mouth. No, no, like legitimately though, he is he he does like really really strange roles now, almost implicitly. Him and Daniel Radcliffe, I mean, like multi millionaires, two of the biggest on screen stars ever in some of the biggest films ever made. They almost solely do like just the strangest, strangest characters now. I think that's kind of the point because they I love it. They're both probably like, yeah, we both made tens of millions of dollars on these gigantic franchises. So we're just going to be weird and do what we want. That's a beautiful thing. It's so freeing. It's like, what do I want to do? I made all the money now. Do I 
do I want to go to space or do I want to just be weird? Fuck it. Later, we see Casey walking on the football field. He finds something stranger than ground. It's a little like worm creature. He picks it up and leaves after a confrontation with the coach. Casey then brings the thing he found to Mr. Furlong, who's a science teacher, to check it out. This is John Stewart, which I thought was a pretty great role by John Stewart. Who the fuck's all that coming? Not I. Yeah. I who had watched this movie before? I had not. I had not watched this. I love this movie, and I've probably seen it about ten times. Yeah, this was. No, this this surprised me quite a bit. The amount of stars that are in this is is dizzying. Yeah, well, at the time, like none of them were stars. Uh, Elijah Wood had basically been in almost nothing. Josh Hartnett had not been in anything. This is before Jordana Brewster was in Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. I believe this was before Famke Jensen was in X Men. I think so, you're correct. So this was all like when they Usher. still were unknown. Usher was probably just a little small time musician. Yeah, he might have been getting some notoriety by this point, but yeah, no, still, still probably pretty unknown. That's impressive. Of all the movies, to be just this wealth of talent that no one knew about at the time. That's another one of the reasons I love going back to movies like this, because you see how much these people's careers have grown. And you think, Becca, what, all these people were in a movie together, and they've all gone on to do incredible things on their own right. Like be in the great movie trilogy of Lord of the Rings. I said great things. So This podcast whoa. is over. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, to be fair, I've never seen Lord of the Rings <gasps> or any of the spinoffs. Because I don't have spin-offs. any of the spin-offs. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have 40 hours to waste. You mean the original? Waste. No, he's talking about the Hobbit movies. Yeah, no, the, it's not a spin-off. It's the original. The Hobbit was written first. It came out second. It's a spin-off. <laughs> I, I seldom get offended. <laughs> This this is actual like how to get the internet to hate you one oh one. You know what? Good. I know <laughs> they hate me. The Hobbit's lame. And <gasps> <laughs> Lord of the Rings is lame. And I cannot stand behind any of it. Guys, is Mike just a hipster? I've muted Mike. He this he may have been doing this episode, but he's now muted, and I don't like it. <laughs> you do you hate Movies that are just universally loved? Is that is that like your shtick? I've just never seen it, and I just like to shit on things I haven't seen. Oh, okay. You're a hipster. Got it. Moving forward. Yeah, I mean, if you want to make a fun joke, um, I'm glad that we watched this movie once before when it was Scream, and also the one time before that when it was <laughs> Alien. <laughs> yep, got him. And, uh, or when it was Invasion of Body Snatchers. Got him. Or when it was, got, I know we did last summer. Or got when it was all... the thing. Yeah, got him again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite lines in this movie comes from Casey right around this time. And it's when he says, um, <laughs> the coach goes up to him and asks him, what are you doing here? Uh, why don't you run? And he says, 
I don't think people should run unless they're being chased. And I was like, Casey, that's the weirdest fucking thing to say. A, B, I feel that really hard because I don't run unless <laughs> I'm being chased either. <laughs> you know who doesn't run? The Hobbits and Lord of the Rings, they just walk for 45 God, they hours. walk forever, wow. right? Even the trees walk in that movie. Yep, got him. Is this is this now a, like a, a live reading of Clerks too? <laughs> I really feel that line though. Like there is way too much walking in this. There's movies. a lot of walking in it. It's There's fine. too much I mean, walking. It's they not didn't fun, have though. cars. Well, they did fucking have, they, make they them in your mind, and let's get the let's get the show on the road. Drop they, that bitch in a mountain, and let's go. Kyle, don't have, bring up the Eagles plot they hole. Did Just have let giant, it, leave it again. Leave giant it. Eagles. No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> So, question, if you guys were on a high school football field and you saw some, like, weird rigor mortis onset, like, chrysalis fetus, what what would you do? I'd quickly just go ahead and head to geometry and uh, just ignore what I saw. Okay, um, so we wouldn't pick up the weird chrysalis fetus. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm cooking would... that in a crawl dad stir fry. That thing is looking tasty. Fry that up in crawl dad. I would definitely casually tell my coach that I don't run unless I'm being chased. <laughs> so uh, in the science class, Casey and Mr. Furlong tells him that it's a sea-dwelling organism, which is kind of odd for because this movie is set in Ohio. Ohio is a landlocked state, so where would they have a sea-dwelling organism from? Uh, in Lake Ohio. Got him. Uh, water is spilled on the organism, and it comes back to life. Mr. Furlong puts the organism in the fish tank and examines it, and it replicates itself, and now there's two of them, and it bites his finger. Dude, like, if it was bad before that this guy just picks up, like, this whatever the fuck it is on the football field... Then once it's activated with the water, John Stewart's character is just like, man, are those man of war tentacles? Let's touch it. And he basically says, I need to feel it. <laughs> He's a scientist. Of course he needs to feel it. It's He's for science. And it was the 90s. Yeah, I don't know how to feel. It's like the, the high school biology teacher is just like, I'm a scientist again. Do you guys, isn't this cool? I'm touching it. Here, let me put my finger in it. <laughs> Wait, your science teacher did that too? <laughs> I was going to say, that, that's top 10 things not to say when you're a high school teacher. <laughs> let, me, let me just stick oh, my finger up that, in there. Where does that Where does that land on that top 10 scale? I, I want to know what number <laughs> one is. That's at least a three. <laughs> What's number two? Uh, number two is, how oh, we go check out my car? The second knuckle. I, I think number two is... You know, with a microscope, I can definitely see that. <laughs> and number one is... Anyone else is going to ignore the fact that he said the second knuckle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to go knuckle deep or else you're not trying. <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't... Thank you for... Thank you for the support, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So later, we have a shower scene with Stan... And he runs oh, yeah. into Mrs. Brummel. 
She's in very bad shape and seems delirious. As anybody would think that a teacher and a student in the shower, not very good. I liked it when Elijah Wood walked into the shower and was it? Yeah, Stan. Stan was just like, get out. Me and this old melting lady need to shower in some privacy. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, get out of here. You don't want none of this, Elijah. So wait, so like, okay, so Stan, she's right next to him at that point, but Stan isn't infected until much later in the movie. Why the fuck wouldn't she have? Because it didn't take. She was not infected. She was just dried out. uh, She warns him that they're here and they want everyone and they're trying to take over. No, Kyle, finish that thought. (laughs) I feel like a menopause joke was coming. Nope. Nothing? Nope. Just, you know. Okie doke. (laughs) So what Kyle was trying to get at was that Mrs. Romo is an older lady, and she is very dried out, and nobody wants her anymore. There's no use for her. Is that that what I'm trying to get at? No, you said it, Kyle. I... hmm? I I personally thought it it was a little much that you didn't need to go that far, but... I agree. Travis, can we roll the tape? Can, Can we go ahead and roll the tape here? You know. <laughs> Kyle, you're coming off a little offended, man. Do you need a brain bug? You sound like you need to chill out. I think you nah, need a brain leech. I, I need some of that shat, baby. Shat? Shat? <laughs> Same thing. What's that that you sniffing over in the corner? Shat. It's my shat. Is that just multiple vials? Shut your dirty mouth. I'm just talking about that shat. Hey, did you bring the scats? <laughs> I could spray um, it. Okay, it's not scats. It's shats if there's more than one vial. Correct. It's a grouping A grouping of scats is a shat. Thank you. You know, I, I, I was very concerned for the woman, but at the same time, she's walking in on the minor, and he does not seem concerned when she's walking in at first. Like, he's just kind of like... <laughs> I think he was just trying to figure out what's going on. No, I think he was like... You know, I've been I've been dreaming about this moment, but I didn't think it would happen like this, Mrs. Crotch. Like <laughs> he's he's very accepting about the whole thing. No, no, no one, just me. All right, fine. Oh, uh, this is because Mrs. Olson, and she's talking to Stan later. She says Mrs. Brum was diagnosed with cancer, and that's why she's delirious and why she's all like that, like out of her mind. Later in the parking lot, we find Mrs. Burke. She confronts Zeke about all the various business he's doing on campus, selling drugs, selling fake IDs that he's been doing with the other students. He offers her X-lax and Magnum condoms just to be dismissive her of her and disrespectful. And she's a very mousy woman, so she's kind of very flustered and doesn't know what to do, and she just leaves. Casey and Delilah investigate the teacher's lounge and hide in the closet when Mrs. Olsen and the coach come in. They overhear them talking about how Mrs. Brummel didn't make it. Her body was too old and the heat got to her. Almost the entire faculty has now been commuted and the students would soon be too. The nurse is now attacked by the coach and we see something enter her ear. I could not believe that that was, um, God, uh, the nurse. Who was the nurse? 
Salma Hayek. Yes. Yes, it was Selma Hayek. Yeah, I thought this was a pretty cool scene because you actually see somebody getting actively infected. All the other infections have taken course off screen. So this is very cool to see. And I think the CGI held up fairly decently. Yeah. Especially for a, a late 90s film. It's, it's not the worst. No, yeah, it wasn't not bad the worst. by no means. Oh, Mrs. Olsen, the coach here, casing Delilah in the closet. And I always thought of Casey and Delilah are heard in the closet and they run into Principal Drake while they're running away from the coach and Mrs. Olsen. Uh, it's clear the whole staff has been turned because up to this point, Principal Drake had been missing and now she shows back up and she's like on the side of the faculty. But the two of them escape. Later, Casey runs. Later, Casey returns with the police and his parents. And the faculty make it look like Casey is mistaken. He's crazy. Principal Drake takes one of the cops in her office and assumably turns him to by converting him into the alien parasite people. Uh, back at the house, we have Shooter McGavin, who is Casey's father. Shooter! With an uncomfortable mustache, right? Very uncomfortable. Yes. Didn't like it. Didn't, Didn't like, like it, it at all. Christopher McDonald. Like, it just, I don't think it, it, it doesn't work. But basically, Casey's parents are saying, oh, well, we're going to take you to a psychologist. Uh, we need to figure out what's going on with you. You're grounded. No TV. No internet. No music. And they take his porn stash, which he keeps under his mattress, which I think everybody could relate to pre-internet days. That's where their hiding spot was. Okay. Can't, per can personal every, question, guys. Yeah, can everybody relate? Yeah. Who, whose parents caught their stash? I, I think I was always all digital, baby. I, I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I was analog. I was oh, yeah. analog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that was were. the time. That's the only access you have to it. So you got to keep it. I hidden. loaded up every glossy JPEG bit by bit. <laughs> and i that's all I ever did. I just waited until that line got all the way down or halfway in the page. I was like, no, 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 we're done. You're like, don't worry, so am I. Did you store yeah. all those images on your floppy disk? No, no, I let them die. <laughs> Get your your floppy disk. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Is it because disk sounds like dick? And it's floppy, <laughs> and it's three and a half inches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, you want me on that one? You want me on that part? Oh God, no! My my parents had definitely found my stash before. It's it's probably still in like the top five most like nauseatingly embarrassing moments of my entire life. <laughs> Because as Please we've learned, on. as we've learned in the past, uh, Steve fucks. Steve, Steve fucks. <laughs> Big Steve definitely fucks. There's no question <laughs> about that. No question. But having to listen to Steve and Lori talk to me about fucking made me want to never <laughs> fuck again. But yet, you still did. You somehow <laughs> persevered. I still did. I did. I'm a. I really am very brave. Uh, am I a hero? I mean... That's not for me to say. But yes. Yes, I am. 
So in the next day at school, students are being called down to the office in groups. Casey and Delilah meet in the bathroom to try and figure out what to do and how to go about warning the town or getting out of the town because eventually it's going to take very short time for everybody to wind up being turned. In the faculty lounge, all the teachers are being very strange and drinking a lot of water. Zeke's... Okay. Okay, go ahead. Unpopular opinion. Tom Brady has a brain parasite. Does anyone know how much water that gentleman drinks every single day? Hmm. I, I will don't tell know you how much water he drinks. 14 to 37 glasses of water per day. Per day. Is that eight ounce glasses of water or? It, that, that, yeah, that's so that's general. Uh, what is that? The is that the like the basic metric? Eight ounces. That's a that's a wide range. Fourteen to thirty six. I was just thinking the Th- same 37. thing. But t- typically on the higher side of that, as I understand it. But literally, on those thirty seven days, it's just over half of his body weight in ounces daily of water. Hmm. I mean, I could get behind fourteen cups of water. That's not that's that's a lot, but that's not like excessive a lot. But. 37, that's like three times as much. So it's a wide range. I don't know, dude. Like 14 beers, they go down easy. 14 glasses of water, I don't know. I think my I think my body is like training itself to kill me. I think that's a you, you know? problem if you have an easier time drinking 14 beers as opposed to 14 waters. Way easier. Okay, elsewhere in the hallway, Zeke's becoming a, a creep with Mary Beth. I don't know what that scene was about, but moving on in this school, Nurse Harper is giving all of her students ear exams, which is, I assume, to be converting all the other students. Dan, you're a teacher. Can you tell me, like, just looking at your students, like, do you ever think, like, just how creepy all of us were in high school? Like, looking at the young America's youth walking down the hall. Yeah, I mean, kids can be pretty, pretty, I mean, we're we're pretty weird at a young age, you know? <laughs> well, as a faculty member, how fast would you have been converted into a bug parasite person? Uh, prob- I, I guess probably pretty, pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably would have spit in my ear pretty fast. Based on what? Why do you think you'd be a really good brain parasite? Uh, I'm a team player. <laughs> <laughs> what do you bring to the bug parasite team? What do you bring to the hive mind? Hmm. Math. Mmm. Yes. So elsewhere around this campus, all the students are acting very strangely. The two guys from earlier, as we know as fuck up one and two, respectively. Uh, approach Zeke. They're oddly aggressive about buying out his entire supply of his scat drug. Uh, over by his car, Mrs. Burke confronts Zeke. She's no longer her mousy self, and she confronts him on all of his goings on about selling drugs, about being a slacker and lazy, and all that. She kind of gives him like a little choke, and I was kind of into that. You know what else she did? 
She says, oh, she said something to the effect of like, if he didn't straighten up, that she would stick her foot so far up his ass, he would suck her toes until graduation. Love it. I know that turned me on, Mike. Any thoughts? (laughs) I I was behind some of that, but once it got to the toe part, I kind of, I was about to check out. You finished. (laughs) <laughs> no, not, I, I was finished with that interaction. You were finished with your session. I get it. Now I got yeah, it. Don't worry. We all got it. We all get yeah, it. We, we, we're it? picking up okay. what you're putting down, big guy. But yeah, no, that, this, is the, this is the scene where what, Famke Jansen just takes her hair out of that like messy fucking like uh, messy hairdo, takes the glasses off, and now she's the sexy hot teacher. Because she doesn't have glasses anymore, obviously. Because it was the 90s. It was the 90s. So in the library, Casey and Stokely are referencing Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Pod People. And maybe that's what's going on right here in our little small town school. And they debate whether it could actually happen or whether it's all science fiction. Or whether science fiction itself is a cover-up for things that have already happened in the author's lives. And this is classic 90s horror talk where all the teens are super well-educated and informed on the relevant sci-fi or related tropes that are actually happening to them. I love how just being a nerd makes them like a reputable source. You know what I mean? Like simply by simply by being interested in sci-fi, they're just like, "What do you think?" If you're a nerd, you're a super genius, and all your otherwise useless knowledge fits perfectly into the situation, and you are the hero of the movie. Uh huh. That's how '90s movies work. Yeah, no, Stokes gets so much credit for all of her theories, just, like, simply because she likes sci-fi. She comes up with the hive mind thing, like, simply out of previous movies who have done something like that, where there have been, like, no other indications of any sort of hive mind involved up until this point. Right, and even, like, knowing that the same writer wrote Scream, this is, like, her Randy moment. Where Randy says, "Oh, the killer," da, 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 da. and she's like, "Oh, the pod people." Da, 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 da. Definitely, it's pretty much the character explaining the movie to the audience. So we also see Zeke and Mary Beth in a storeroom, where Zeke steals all of his supplies to make his drugs. They overhear the rest of the group arguing, and they go to join them. Uh, Mister Furlong comes into the classroom. And when they try to leave, he attacks them. Zeke chops off his fingers with a blade from the paper cutter, which I that's one of my favorite scenes. And like I remember when I saw that movie as a kid, every I would never saw like a paper cutter the same way again, because it was one of those things that's like it cuts like a whole stack of papers at once. I feel like uh, everyone's thought about it being a weapon. Yes, you know but what it, I mean? it is notoriously dull every time you try to use it. <laughs> so I feel like it could easily cut through flesh, but like if you put construction paper under it, like by God, do they still have those things? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so 
after Zeke chops his fingers off, the fingers slither across the floor. And Zeke's got sounds like Sent- you're gonna say something. Oh yeah, I was I was thinking, man, like sentient severed digits. And Stokes looked on with a shiver. <laughs> Had, but uh, well, on that note, has Clea Duvall ever played a role that didn't infer that she was a lesbian? Like, is she ever truly acting? Because she's a very well-known homosexual advocate. I, I feel like every role I remember her in, she's playing a lesbian character. But she was not a lesbian in this movie. Yeah, no, she's like... It, 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 she says she's not. It's kind of undefined. It seems like she's just closeted. It's it's strange. I don't know. Right. She She's like, I use it as my defense. And yeah, it's, it's like, my defense. It, no, that that's just you being in high school. That, that That's your defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like strangely open about it. Uh, I don't I don't mean strange, but like she's strangely open about it while also being extremely defensive and also totally just being like, but no, I'm I'm not actually. <laughs> it, and not to skip forward for the big reveal at the end, um, but kissing Elijah Wood, I don't think by simply the virtue of kissing Elijah Wood makes you straight. I <laughs> not, not not that he's not a guy. I just don't know that he is or a girl. I think I don't know. I I, I think it's just Frodo. Which is just an asexual <laughs> being. She doesn't, she doesn't kiss Elijah Wood. That's she uh, kisses the jock boy. Yeah, you got the wrong. Beat. Am I fucked up? Yeah, Jordan yeah you fucked Brewster up. Oh yes, up, which is the most unrealistic thing that could actually happen, and takes me out of the movie completely. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm totally fucked up. It just lets you know, like the characters all kind of blend together in like just dumb high school tropes, and by the end, you're just like, I. It's all just high school to me. I would like Elijah Wood to kiss the jock man. Can we make that happen? (laughs) Now that's acting. (laughs) So we see Zeke. He stabs Mr. Furlong in the eye with a scat dose. And Mr. Furlong collapses and begins foaming from all his orifices. He's assumingly killed. I thought that was cool because this is where they all figure out that this drug that he's been making all this time is conveniently the only way to kill these pod people. The group leaves the school and all head to Zeke's house to plan for what they're going to do next. Zeke dissects one of the creatures they found earlier. He puts a piece of it in Oscar, which is his pet mouse. The parasite grabs onto Oscar and enters his body through the ear. Zeke snaps the mouse's neck to dissect him. And they find out the parasite attaches itself to the host and takes the body over. Yeah, that whole scene was just like beakers, drips, and science with rats and experimenting tentacles. Ah, uh, the 90s. Yeah, no, it, like such a strange idea that he would have all of this in his garage and not be cooking meth. He's cooking scat. He's cook. Yeah, he's cooking scat, whatever the fuck that means. Dude, I'm I'm so sorry. I totally missed it. I was literally talking for like 10 minutes. It wasn't 10 minutes. It was literally like 30 seconds, but I realized like I was still muted, but I didn't. <laughs> um, there is a part 
that uh I forgot to comment on uh John Stewart's character when he dies, he actually made a joke earlier. Um he said, uh, you know, I'll just stick a pen in my eye. I and then and then they did the joke. thing. Yeah, and then they did the thing. They they stick the pen in the eye, and then the scat kills all the brain crawfish. No. A scat. So then Stokely comes up with the theory that if they find the master and kill it, all the infected people will become human again. Because it's a 90s movie, and they just know how to do things without knowing how to do them. They decide to do a test where they all need to take a hit of scat to prove they're human and they're not infected. And I, this whole scene was very much like a homage to the blood test scene in The Thing, where they're trying to figure out who's human, who's alien. I just thought that was really cool. Yep. Thematically, exactly the same tones. Uh, they all take the drug one by one, but Delilah refuses to take it, and she reveals herself as infected. And she destroys the lab and escapes. They all go back to the school to, de- to find the queen and kill her because everybody in town is at the school because there's a big football game going on. It's the big game. It's the big game Friday Night Live. It's, Friday night. it's the big game with the sports. I, I love the, the, the question mark was, where is she going to be? <laughs> the only place she can be on a Friday night. The big game. <laughs> That's oh God, I'm so I'm so sick of saying like this is the most ninety thing nineties thing about it's this movie. The but 90s. but god damn it, if if they if them playing a football game while overseeing an alien invasion, but that didn't stop the goddamn football game, that is the nineties. I love it. Oh, it is the epitome of nineties movies. Oh, yeah. And I I remember this, like the football game scene. That's another one of the key scenes that I just remember in my memory. Because I remember loving the song and the coach, like, get in there and take your fucking head off. And they're just like beating the shit out of this poor uh, other school where they're all infected aliens and they're infecting the other team as they're playing. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of fun. Yeah. They wrecked the hell out of those kids. They clotheslined one of them. That shit was <laughs> I, yeah. I think Usher clotheslined some kid. <laughs> Which, what a sentence. It's a sentence I thought I'd never hear. <laughs> or see. So they suspect Principal Drake is the queen. And they confront her in the gym and tie her up. They tell her she needs to snort the drug to prove she's human and she refuses. So Zeke just does the logical thing and shoots her in the head. He was like, yes, queen. And then he yes. shot her in the fucking head. Yep. That, was, uh, that seems great. It was quick acting, or I guess quick acting on his part, just a straight up domer, but um, it doesn't really work. Oh, no. She gets, falls to the ground, motionless, and she just starts to bleed out. And this is where you start to think, well, maybe he just killed an innocent person. and. Now she's dead. For like, yeah, a second. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I did say it loud. I was like, oh, wait, no, she might not be one of them. Uh. <laughs> I just like it was a very aggressive strategy. And then she dries out like a mummy. Yes. Yeah, you don't get it. Because Mary Beth throws all the scat on her. 
She scats all over. <laughs> oh, damn it. She sure did. Get that girl some scat. And then dries out her body because Principal Drake had gotten up at this point and it, this kills her. But it doesn't work. She was not the queen, so you still have the rest of the parasite army out there. The like the movie, the temperament and videography of this movie could translate to porn in any second. Like I feel like you would say that of almost I mean, any movie. No, that's not entirely true. It's just I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I, I, actually, our, our Shakespeare teacher did comment that I could I could make any line in a movie or play sound like a porn. So I mean, and I you did, that, and I did. All right, that's fair. Well, before going to investigate the field, Stokely works up the nerve to kiss Stan. And she's been wanting to do this the whole movie. Stan sees the coach and the team on the field in the rain, and they're taking in all the water, and they got the little tentacles coming out their faces. And the the, the parasite mouths, it was pretty cool. We cut back to the gym where Stan appears at the door, and the group tells him to prove he's still human by doing a snort of a drug. But he pours out the drug, and oh no, Stan's been turned, and he's infected. Oh my god, no one saw it coming. Oh no. no, no. Everyone saw that coming. Absolutely. So then Zeke and Casey attempt to get to Zeke's car where he might have more scat, because that was the last dose. Uh, Zeke makes it to his car, but he's interrupted by Mrs. Burke. She breaks through his windshield, and he drives his car into a school bus. Mrs. Burke goes through the windshield, and I thought this was another cool scene. Mrs. Burke is decapitated, and her decapitated head with tentacles is crawling around on the floor while her body, headless, is stumbling around the background, like reaching for the head. That was really cool. It was so cool. Disturbing, but really fucking cool. It's always tentacles, isn't it? Always. Well, you know, in in is Japan it? mainly, in Japan mainly, but I no, mean, like any have... anytime there's like an alien invasion, it's all it's always tentacle something. I mean, you've told me multiple times the only thing you're interested in is tentacles and scat, and I said that's <laughs> too much information. I was talking about the movie, and I said, "Who are you? We've never met. I don't even know who you are. You will." So back in the school, Mary Beth and Stokely are talking in the gym. Mary Beth is telling Stokely, oh, maybe it's not such a bad thing that these aliens are taking over everybody and you feel part of the group, like you belong and everybody loves each other. And this is where it's revealed that Mary Beth is actually the queen. And now she has tentacle arms and she punches Stokely in the face. Oh, my God. Okay, who saw that coming? Not me. Yeah, actually, I really didn't. I, I did yeah. not at all. I thought she was such a throwaway character. The majority of these people are throwaway characters. It, it's, overall, a, it's a movie in the 90s, so usually they are all throwaway characters. Let's be real. This is Breakfast Club fights the alien menace. That's what this whole <laughs> fucking movie is. But God, I would fucking watch that actual movie. You did. <laughs> That's you, what I mean, this is. But like, give me like Emilio Estevez. That's Fair. not Max. It's overdrive. the same thing. It's the same thing. But no, she she them going that route was was fun. 
because I wasn't sure if there was like a host like they they alluded to it and and that's that's the classic trope in all 90s movies that just the outsider kid just figures it all out seemingly with with absolutely no data to support it but um but yeah that that one still that one still surprised me a little bit but now we now we go into the next part of the movie where she tends to morph back and forth between her like crazy giant alien form and her human disguise yes and it happens a lot it does happen multiple times because now mary beth becomes a giant parasite monster creature and she chases casey and stokely into the pool area she drags Case. She, I'm sorry. She drags Stokely into the pool, but Stokely's saved by Casey, and Mary Beth transforms back into her human body, trying to convince Zeke, who's now in the locker room, that Stokely's the alien. While Stokely tries to convince him that Mary Beth is the alien, like that Spider-Man meme. Damn it! I was about to say that. <laughs> Did anyone else think of the Spider-Man meme? <laughs> And she's nude while doing it. Oh, and yeah, she's, and like, she's acting like <laughs> this isn't wrong. weird. It's her. <laughs> and then Stokely's like, it's her. It's her. Seeks like, but you're naked. She's like, you got me. So she gets naked. Or like I said, our first our first nude scene with her is in the pool at an hour, uh, almost an hour thirty, an hour twenty nine twenty seconds, and it is followed almost. Uh, with two minutes of naked monologuing. And how does a giant brain parasite know so much about 90s high school social intricacy? That's what I want to know. Because as she's monologuing, she's like, you'll never be popular. He'll never like you. I'm just like, what the fuck? Wow. (laughs) That's a little bit excessive. That's kind of mean. I know. Jesus, I get you're a brain parasite, but you're so mean. (laughs) But at this point, it doesn't even matter because they're both aliens. Yeah. That's true. Because we have a flashback showing that during the whole drug test scene that Mary Beth faked snorting the drug. And that's why they didn't suspect her. Zeke tries to stab her with the vilest scat, but he's stopped by Stokely. And like I said... Oh my God! Spider Man, Spider Man, alien, alien. Uh, Mary Beth tries to convince Casey to give up and join the parasites for a life without fear and regret, and a perfect life. Like she was giving the same speech to Stokely, saying, "Oh well, you could finally belong. You won't be an outcast. Everybody's not going to talk about you behind your back and laugh at you and point at you." And but Casey refuses. Uh, once again, she goes back to her big monster form and chases him to the gym. Casey runs under the bleachers, but hits the button first to fold them up. The, the creature follows him with the bleachers closing on him. Casey escapes out the other side, but the parasite's trapped. He stabs it in the eye with a dose of scat. And what does he say? <laughs> Waiting to hear it. Guaranteed to jack you up. Yep. Perfect. It's so bad. Oh, it's awful. It's (laughs) It's horrible. 
Do you think they hyped him? Do you think they hyped him up before then? Be like, dude, this is your big moment. This is your big break. You gotta say, guaranteed dude. to jack you up. Now try it again. Guaranteed to jack you up. Try no, try. no, you're not guaranteed selling it. Guaranteed to jack you up. You I feel like Nicholas Cage wrote that line. And I feel guaranteed like to jack you up. Oh God, he's got it, man. <laughs> I just want to be the mirror that Elijah Wood practiced that line in. He's like, guaranteed to jack you up. No, a little more bravado. <clears throat> guaranteed to jack you up. Nope, nope, that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it does kill the creature. And Casey was in the middle of being turned and he had the wormies in his face. But all the That's wormies fall off his face and he's human. Yep. He checks on Stokely. She's human again. So the theory proved true that if you kill the queen, all the parasites die. When you said the words he checked on Stokely, I was like, is that a new social media thing I'm not aware of? Let me go on my he Stokely, on page. Stokely page. <laughs> Someone just poked me on Stokely. Mm. Nice. I, uh, I don't like that sentence. <laughs> I just don't. But, okay, so the aftermath of this movie is far, far grosser than any special effect used in this movie. Yeah, because we cut to a month later, and now Zeke, who is the slacker and the drug dealer, now he's on the football team for reasons that I don't know. Because football is wholesome. Yes, football means you belong now, and you're part of the team. But the football team, Mrs. Burke, back in her mousy little glasses, Jarvis, yuck, uh, yuck, yuck, glasses and a ponytail, <laughs> yuck. Are we to believe that she had her head severed and just because there were tentacles and the head went back on somehow, but like she's good now though, yeah, right? Yeah, she's like good. she's good, yeah. Uh, yeah she's good. She's just, okay. she's the only person in the stands watching this high school guy play football. That's not fucking horrifying to think about the ramifications of what happened later. Nobody specifically said at the beginning of the movie, he was held back. So he's a super senior. So, oh yeah, that's true. Uh, it's all <laughs> fine that these student and teacher could have an open relationship. He's probably 19 at this point, so they humping. Uh, Stokely and Stana together? Because gross. Casey and Delilah together? Grosser. Don't know why. (laughs) Casey's on the cover of a bunch of magazines like People, Time, and the school newspaper, which are all equally (laughs) valid publications. (laughs) And, uh... People are wondering if he's a hero or it was all big hoax. And as the credits come on, there's a bunch of news people running to talk to Casey. And then you see that it was a Weinstein film and a lot of things suddenly make sense. Oh, God. Yeah, so that's The Faculty. I love it. It's a great movie. Reminds me of my childhood. I really wish I hated it so I could just make you feel how I felt one of our last recording sessions. 
Yeah, well, that's why I pick good movies. Dude, you pick amazing movies, Mike. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I try. I go to the, the ones I loved as a kid. And I just want to ask, like, as seeing this movie for the first time, like, who did you suspect? Or did you think it was going to be some random person you hadn't seen at all? Or did you suspect one of these guys was going to be the alien? Hmm. That's a good question. I... I don't know, man. I I thought that they, I mean, once it started spreading, I was like, whatever. But for the big, the actual big bad alien, I I thought it was actually going to be the teacher. I didn't think any of the kids was going to be it. But I guess it doesn't make for a good movie. That's why I don't write movies. I think my favorite part of this movie was the soundtrack and the music. And I actually had the CD soundtrack of the faculty, <laughs> and I would listen to that CD all the time holy shit because it had like the offspring it had garbage soul asylum the cover of the pink floyd songs were done by class in 99 did it have 1998 degrees it did not have uh, that song no. but it was just i i love the soundtrack so much i thought it was okay i i mean i'm I don't know. I thought I thought the soundtrack was fine. It was it was definitely '90s, which I have to put that into context. I did like that. I do like '90s music. Don't get me wrong. It's just I don't know. Sometimes it can be out of place, but I guess it worked for this film, and everything '90s kind of worked for this film. I guess it was the '90s. It was the '90s. Uh. If we are good with the plot, uh, we we already talked about music. That's cool. Let's let's talk. Um, I don't know. There's there's nothing to cinematography and anything. It's just it it was a movie from the '90s. Yeah, no, it's just a product of its time. Yeah, the special all, effects. All the, shots. the special effects, like you mentioned, were actually they, they weren't bad. I think most of them held up. Uh, no, even, they weren't. The the bugs under the skin was like kind of gross. I I I like that actually. And then the the actual big creature. I don't. Could, was that CGI or was that? Puppet? I was actually just about to ask. I I think it was a mix of both because, like I I think they made a scale model or 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 zoomed into a model or or what have you. But it was very very detailed. And then when you kind of pan out and they do like a large scale sort of attack scene, like her swimming through the pool as the monster, you know the. The, the graphics become a, a little more blurred. Uh, that seemed purposeful, you know, so that, that we we wouldn't look for like all the hyper realism. Yeah, but, sure. but aside from that, like because they did those close ups, I actually thought it was was pretty adequate. I like yeah. I like the close ups a lot. Yeah, I agree. I was uh, I was actually uh, that was sitting there and I was like, OK, this is going to be garbage, like garbagey special effects. And no, no, it was it was good. So I appreciated that. Um, the brain leeching was fun. Yeah. Very kind of uh, so y- you can see kind of where it came from and the other things that it inspired along the way. So like, I can definitely see like traces of Slither, which is a movie that came out mm. many, 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 many years later. You know, definitely the thing was inspiration for it. Obviously, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I wrote that down before they even mentioned it. Night of the Creeps. So well, and the scene, the scene where the um the head we mentioned it where the head gets decapitated and and crawls back to its own body. It, doesn't that happen in one of the um, in Alien itself? Does it, doesn't the head like 
You mean the thing? The, no, is it the thing? Yeah, it is the thing. You're right. Where it's like the the spider creature like crawls away. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, one of the most incredible scenes in all of horror history. Absolutely, and but they did it right in that one. This one was like this one is just like it was silly. It just octopuses down the fucking Correct. gravel. Like here we go. <laughs> that was that was definitely the worst CGI in the whole thing. I will yes. say it was. Yes, very it bad. was. Her flying out of the car was great, but the uh, the the lump of potatoes that flew out of the car rather but yeah the uh the actual (laughs) thing was hilarious (laughs) the only person who deserved to get their head cut off was whoever cut off that poor woman's bangs because that was that was a 90s travesty what they did to that poor woman's hair (laughs) dish tell me more (laughs) girl (laughs) sit down (laughs) let me pour you some tea uh (laughs) Yeah, uh, with that, if we uh, happen to have them here, uh, uh, Dan, do you happen to have a spoopy meter by any chance? For yeah, the... so... The... Oh my god, he is alive. <laughs> He's alive! Yeah, <laughs> so Did you the... just ignore everything we said in the chat the whole time? <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't say it. <laughs> we said something like, what? Dan? Dan! Was, like, was Dan here when we restarted the third time? I don't remember. He definitely said a thing. We're like, Dan, are you sleeping? Dan! holy shit that's a bigger twist than mary beth being the fucking monster that's nuts <laughs> i dude i thought you were dead asleep no i'm here this time um <laughs> so uh zeke's car was a 1970 pontiac gto which could get up to 150 miles per hour uh, which I assume is pretty fast. I thought you were going to say miles per gallon. I was like, get the fuck out of here. There's no, <laughs> no way. Chance. Fucking GTO, no way. So, zero to 150, how much would you guys push the pedal to the metal for this movie? Mm. All right. Um, I'll, I'll go. I'm straight up spooping. Uh, there, there was no spooping happening here. Uh, I'd like, well, all right. There was some spooping. I, I thought, the like I said, the special effects were done pretty well um the, the crawly the creepy crawlies the, the nasty all that stuff it was it was uh it was good uh, i wouldn't say i was uh spooked by any means that that's a that's a five mile an hour very slow zone i'm just letting my foot off the the brake and we're just gonna coast forward um overall i think this movie did what it did and it kind of had a comedic twist often and it was just a remake of a bunch of other films thrown together and i think they were pretty aware of that they weren't trying very hard. uh it wasn't not another teen movie level of, of uh silliness or anything like that but it, it it if if nobody knew what they were doing I, that would be um a crime against all humanity they knew exactly what they were doing i i thought it was good i thought it was okay i i could see why mike liked it um <laughs> <laughs> and uh with that i will give it a 75 miles an hour yeah i kind of agree with the spoopy it really wasn't all that spoopy uh i can't really say much more you said everything like, yeah the effects were great whether like parts that were practical some of the uh were cgi it was fun it was enjoyable but yeah definitely not spoopy so i'm gonna go I- i'll go 10 miles per hour uh my foot's off the brake and it's almost tapping the gas. Um, but overall, it, it was just a fun 90s horror movie. I, I wish I hated it just so I could shit on Mike, but I honestly can't just because I enjoyed it and it was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. 
it felt like all other like mid to late 90s horror movies slammed into one but i think that's what i enjoyed most about it god if it had fucking matthew lillard showing up scenery chef's kiss but sadly it didn't um i agree i I was waiting for him to pop up out of somewhere (laughs) um i don't think i'll give it maybe a solid uh solid 90 90 miles per hour because it was the 90s yeah that's exactly why i did that oh i see that's high praise no, uh, no, th- this movie's fun. It's not much more than that. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna stay in park, uh, on, on the spooky end. Maybe, maybe up to five miles per hour. Maybe I might coast to see if someone's get a little closer to see if something's happening up ahead. But n- not much more than that. Overall, the, the movie doesn't kind of stand the test of time, so to speak. It's, it's, it's very dated. You can, you can tell exactly the, the audience it was trying to capture, the time that it was popular. Uh, but that doesn't take away from it being fun. Um, I think I think a lot of '90s movies follow a really Shakespearean type of ending, in that you know if you do good, if you are like an altruistic character, then then uh, you know you are rewarded, right? So like in the plays, in the Shakespearean plays, like you know the the good guy always got married at the end, and and this one, you know, like the the jock gets the weird girl and and the geek gets the popular girl and it, it's it's just that like gross cringy bullshit i don't know but th- but that's thematic for for a lot of things kind of throughout the movie um they they fall into the typical characters it didn't do anything didn't do anything new um overall i'll i'll, I'll probably give it a, a solid 45 miles per hour 45 seems awfully slow the speed that a GTO can go. Yeah, it hurts when someone doesn't give uh, the movie you really love a good score, does it? It's well, still the problem, Mike. Forty-five more than Doctor Sleep. <laughs> good. The, the problem was the problem was that there was a lot of traffic around in the form of other movies I'd much rather have watched, but but Doctor Sleep is still way way in the in, in the back. Like, All right, we did it for two and a half view. hours. It's over. <laughs> so I really like this movie. I remembered watching it when I was a kid. Spoopy wise, I wouldn't say it's overly scary. But it does give you that kind of uneasiness and kind of mystery of you don't know how to trust, who to trust. And it, like if you don't know if yourself are infected. So since it is a school-based movie, I'd say school speed limit's about 25. So we have a 25 on the spoopy meter. Uh, I love Robert Rodriguez as a director. He doesn't waste any scenes. The movie was about hour and 45 minutes but it's very fast paced every scene carries the story along every scene means something and yeah the movie as a whole i really like it yeah it does fall into a lot of the classic 90s tropes and the ending is kind of cheesy where like jarvis said the geek gets the popular girl and the jocks the the gets with the weirdo and all these characters from different walks of life and different archetypes they all went through this traumatic experience together, but they all managed to work together and save the day. But that's what these 90s movies did. And it does fit the mold it was trying to make. So overall, as a movie, I would give it 125 miles an hour out of 155. 
this I I love the '90s style horror slasher movies. I love Kevin Williamson as a writer because he's written some of my favorite '90s movies, like Scream. And I know what you did last summer. So I would say definitely check this movie out if you are a fan of that style of movie. Yeah, no, I, I don't really want to uh, rewrite uh, what you guys said because you guys all kind of just touched on like the positives of this. It's good slasher, um, just a fun movie. Uh, it's got some cool body horror in it and uh, a lot of fun actors. I love Salma Hayek um, and uh, Elijah Elijah Wood. Um, AKA um, Sam Ois Gamgee. Uh, I love him. And you stop right there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Gandalf. God damn it. That's better. Um, it is better. No, I, don't you try and dismiss Samwise like that. <laughs> but I, I, I liked it. Um, it wasn't scary, but it wasn't scary at all. Like zero. It, the car never, I don't even think the car was made. Um, but <laughs> in terms of a movie, this movie came out in 1998, so I'm going to drive 98 miles per hour. I was told you had a song about this movie you wanted to share. <laughs> um, so so at the at the part where um, Delilah Delilah um, <laughs> exposes herself to be the double agent. Um, all I could think Literally. of was part the, of me. I think I know where this is going and I'm looking forward to it. Yep. All I could think of was the song. Hey there, Delilah, heading back to the school. You broke Zeke's science. That isn't cool. Oh, why'd you have to freak? Oh, while we're trying to tweak, while we're trying to tweak. It's good. Thank it's you. Good. I, oh, I think that Transcendental. was that was one of the hidden tracks on the uh, faculty soundtrack. <laughs> huh. That's probably where Train got the uh, inspiration, or whoever the fuck wrote that song. Playing that's such tees. a good song. It's, I thought it was Train. Yeah, no. I want to hear it backwards. No. There's definitely satanic messages in that song. It's beautiful. That's the other it's too episode. good not to. It's Train White oh, Tees, okay. right? The Train White Tees. Yeah. Train White Tees. Training Tees. All right. Well, if we're all good, thank you for the song, Dan. Uh, I think that we are going to go ahead and round this one out. Uh, I do want to thank uh, Travis Kaiser, our editor, for doing this. Thank you. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I want to thank uh, all of the other folks that help us. Andrew Cavanaugh uh, does our intro and outro music. And uh, Connor McLeod, who does our artwork. You can find all their info inside of our podcast description. I uh, really appreciate you guys uh, following, liking, doing all the stuff that you do. Uh, we'll try to post more content, maybe. Probably not, but we'll see. Uh, otherwise, uh, thank you so much. Uh, Chris, can you uh, teach all of our students what they have to be taught? Thanks for stopping by and having a horrible time. <laughs> Nah, he was just kidding about that. <laughs> he's he's going to work for us forever. For free! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>